Welcome back to the Dream With Me podcast. This is episode four, and today I have a special guest on with me who's going to help me, and his uh, name's Jason. I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, guys. I'm Jason. I'm um, Ryan's friend. met him through my brother. I'm currently a software engineer. I do Android, uh, 25 years old. Yeah, he's a clown, too. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll just roll with this, right? Um, and basically you know we just wanted to work together to see if we could come up with some good back and forth on a on a few topics here and been rolling with this uh theme of success over the past couple weeks so uh just had a couple good questions from jason before and wanted to open the floor to him and you know let him kind of decide where this goes yeah i mean right off the bat um you know you think about success you think about you think about what what they actually define success it, it varies from person to person some people define success as money like having a lot of money some people define success as reaching a pinnacle in your career like you know ceo of the company or something of that sort and even beyond that not even just those two there's um success is defined elsewhere based on your own personal perspective so i guess let's just start it off and like answer the question i guess there's no there's no right answer but I mean, just open it up to have like what our thoughts are on it are like, how do you define success and over time? You really want to know? Yeah, I really want to know. Tell me right fucking now. Are you are you sure? 100% sure. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I really like what you said about it being an individual level and a, a few things I, I kind of heard there, I feel like could be, you know, very similar for a lot of people. I want to become CEO of a company. I want this and that. And right there is kind of where I want to stop and have this mind frame shift, kind of change people's mindsets. That's more of a goal. So when you think about your time becoming a CEO or getting a raise, these are all goals. These are all actionable things that you can do. However, success, how I want to flip the mind frame is say that success is a feeling and it's how you describe it to yourself. So when you achieve these goals, when you become these CEOs, you have these feelings. You have these feelings that o overcome you. And that's what we attribute to success is this this idea of this quote-unquote good feeling. And then there's these things that drive the success, your behavior. So things that you do like work, like becoming healthy, like nurturing relationships. So I want to talk about this as more of a process success isn't something you're not going to just wake up one day and have a million dollars or whatever your your goal is and all of a sudden be successful we've seen people we've seen movie stars we've seen whatever that have all of these things that we quote unquote may you know day to day think of as success and yet they're still unhappy yet they still end up not having a quote unquote fulfilled life because they don't know what behaviors drive that specific feeling Right. So that's another thing. Like success can just be like, you know, you're at a point in your life where you're just feeling happy every day. And some Correct. people are just um, I feel like they think that chasing success, chasing uh, money, chasing career is going to get them to that level. But it's like an insatiable uh, chase. If you think about it, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll reach that pinnacle, right? You you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I finally made it. And then when you get there, you're like, damn, now what? And that's like the problem that I have. Like I'm thinking uh -huh. like. For my life, right? Like I, I'm getting um, I'm getting emails from recruiters from Facebook, Instagram, Google. You know, yeah. And these are like you know, like any any arbitrary or software engineers. Like 
yeah, that's where I, I want to be. Like, if you're a good uh-huh. software engineer, that's, uh, that's where you want to be. That's, like, the goal, you know? Yeah. That means you're successful. But in my head, I'm thinking, like, I'm only 25, right? I could go into Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, um, Google, whenever I want later on in life. But, like, right now, like, right now, like, I mean, like, I'll, right, so right now, I'm really, for one, I'm really happy where I am, right? I'm really happy where I am. I don't want to okay. mess that up. Like, take, for example, if I were to leave my job right now, my job has really good hours. My job has um, pretty good pay, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't feel stressed out. I feel, like, really content and happy. And, like, I'm scared that if I leave, I'm going to end up, okay, I'm, I'm more successful. I'm a higher uh, title as a career growth. I am making more money, per se. But am I happy? I'm scared. Like, you know, there might be more work. But I might not be happy with, like, my, the environment that I'm in, the team, the, the team that I work with. So I feel like, you know, that can always wait. I'm going to uh, play this out. Um, as six, um, I feel like I'm pretty successful right now. And then once I get bored and I feel like I want to achieve more, it's when I want to pursue that and maybe go to uh, one of those companies. Yeah, so I want to reiterate a couple things there that really drew my attention. First, you, you can see how we, we tied it back to a goal here where the concept of having a title or doing whatever in your job and this 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 happens to us a lot we're conditioned like this from going to school you know we're told what to do every day in school then we're told to get a good job and then because of this framework of all everything setting up for this big idea that all of a sudden you're gonna have a job and be successful this is kind of like how we're educated from when we're young then once you have the job you're successful and blah 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 but then you get there and you're like okay well I have this job now and there's more opportunity to my left and right but you're never really taught like what is your real purpose? And another thing that you kind of brought up that really drew my attention, and I want to call this out to all people, is that success needs to be an intrinsic motivator. Success needs to be defined by you, not defined by an outside source. So what we hear and what I kind of heard from you, Jason, is like, you know, people may say to you, oh, you have a good job. That's an outside influence. That's an external stimulus. Right, right yeah. That's an external stimulus to what you truly believe so that's triggering something in you to have this this loop of satisfaction from hearing these other people telling you what success is rather than what is truly intrinsically motivating you that can happen not saying it's happening to everyone but i just want to call it out to people to make sure that they understand what do they truly desire and what are they being told by their parents by their friends by society that this is the way that it's supposed to be because i did this and i pulled myself up by my bootstraps and this is how you should do it kid because i'm your parent and this is what we're supposed to do so just separate that social affirmation from what you truly desire and that'll help clarify a little bit of success right yeah and i mean it is good to have that pressure on you because from your parents to like there's 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 pros and cons to it right like your parents pressuring you, it'll motivate you to, you know, you, you become this hard worker, you like intrinsically, because this is how you're conditioned. But at the same time, you got to realize, you know, like not everyone's path is the same, you know, everyone's vision is not the same too. So whatever you got to realize if something giving you discomfort, something's not making you happy, then you got to kind of reevaluate that. So with the parents thing, you know, like I know a lot of people are like, yeah, you're maybe you're in college right now. Um, you're going into a really tough job market and like, of course you want to find a job right away. Um, you know, it's, it's going to take time for sure. Indeed. Yeah. So just, uh, don't, don't feel pressured. Cause like right now you got to realize like you're not, you're not, it's not at that point right now where like 
everyone is in the same shoes like not everyone got, you maybe you do have friends that have like got that luck of success and like was able to land a job in these harsh times but you know there's a lot of people that are like like, like you too like my sister for example she struggled to find a job and she's uh she just quit her job recently because she wasn't happy you know she wasn't happy uh-huh. and she she had the balls to, to actually quit it and then she's just gonna be studying in the meantime and then until she finds a new one. Oh, that's pretty sick yeah that's pretty sick so i want to i want to run here with an idea and you know like kind of going a little off the cuff i guess to again i just want to really re-emphasize the concept of taking out this outside social influence and what i want to bring it back to is specifically for me specifically for me and i can't put this on anybody else but kind of kind of like my personal story like how you said how you might have this vision and you might think that achieving this vision is success but that's just a moment so even if you have this vision and you have this goal you're still just hitting targets versus i want to again bring up this mindset switch that it's a process it is no matter what you're doing no matter how much money you're making no matter how many people you're surrounded with, whatever it is, it's the process. If, if you're able to cultivate the process with one person very well, and like you said, take your time and do it, that in itself is the form of success. The ability to have the feeling that you wanna have by doing the actions that you wanna do over the course of time, rather than having these projects or these goals, because the project and goals are good, but they're just checkpoints in life. What's going to happen the next year? What's going to happen the year after that? So to switch to switch the mindset is very hard, especially because we have all of these social affirmations around us where whenever we meet up with somebody, what's t- <laughs> what's typically, oh, what's new? Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I got, I got this promotion on my job. Oh, great. That's so great for you. Even if you were thinking about maybe in the back of your head, I really don't fucking like this job. But now your friends are telling you, oh yeah, you got the promotion. You should chase the next promotion. So they mean well, but the conversation is then not necessarily about your true intrinsic desires. It then becomes this idea of what the other person may think is right for you. And then you building your identity around this positive feedback loop of, of trusting that these things are what you truly want when in reality they're what somebody else is projecting onto you right yeah and people got to realize that and like i feel like a lot of people are just like you know they, they just fall into these pressures they feel like there's a lot of social pressure being put on them to you know like oh what would this person think what would that person think but in the end like you're saying it should only fall back onto you right yeah and like i i'm no different i I had these uh, mis- mistakes in my life. I had these social affirmations. Like, for example, like when I was coming in college, I-, I thought becoming a sustainability packaging engineer was the thing I wanted to do and change the world and become a CEO of this. I had this grand vision. And then I didn't realize that because other people were telling me that this is what the world needed and this is what I think you should do, I kind of ran with that. Like my parents were telling me this, the teachers, you know, they're teaching you you these things. So I, I am not going to say I was never ignorant to my own um, social affirmations because I definitely was. And it is one of the hardest things to do is to, is to be able to separate that. Right. And like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm like, um, inspired by you that you took this leap of faith to just quit your job and <laughs> pursue this. Cause I feel like a lot of people out there just don't have the balls to do it. Cause 
there's just too much risk involved, you know? And, like, there's no, like, I guess, like, a security net to fall back on. Yeah. But, like, luckily, like, you know, we have a, we come from a good background. We have a, a supporting family. Like, we can live at home if we had to and whatnot. But, yeah, like, success is also, like, based off of, like, just taking that leap of faith and just pursuing what you like. Sometimes you'll fail, but, like, Sometimes you won't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Never know until you just, don't try. Yeah, it's just like about taking that chance, jeopardizing. And if you don't take that chance, it's just like with girls, you know? Like, think about all that, all those times, like, you were chasing it. Like, you were really infatuated with a girl, and, like, your shyness was just, like, inhibiting that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're head over heels for a girl, huh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, like, and, like, had you seized that opportunity, you probably think back about, like, the times that, like, you could have... You could have pursued an opportunity like that. Not just girls, but like just uh, facets of life, you know? Just uh, seizing the opportunity. And like, I think that's something people by our age should have realized by now. Like, you, you, you've been through countless times of like, times like, not, no carpe diem, no seizing the opportunity. And then you end up just like not getting the chance that you wanted to have. Because like, if you think about it, you think more about the times that you. You, the times that you missed out on than the times you actually had. Yeah, there isn't... What's that? It's a Big Sean song. That's a Big Sean song? that's a Big Sean song. He says it in uh, Dark Sky Paradise. That's okay, okay. Song. Yeah, yeah there's, there's that... I don't even know what to call it, but quote-unquote saying by society, you know, that you... Like you said, you miss out on things and so because you miss out on these things then your head gives you this anxiety of picture painting a picture of what could have could have happened versus exactly, yeah. taking the action of doing yeah. it so i i definitely see where you're, where you're going with that so what about what about you do you define your success or how what, what do you kind of think about that like what do you mean exactly like like do you have your own personal definition of success yeah my before I was chasing, you know, like this, this uh, career growth and money and stuff. But then I realized like, you know, I have, I make good money right now as a software engineer, right? Six figures. But then if I were to pursue more money, how much more, let's just say I get like 50K, 100K more money. How much would my life really change? You know, I have a lot more like spending leisure for sure. Like being able to like uh-huh. buy stuff and stuff like that. But you know, like what, what's really, what really hits home for me? You know what I mean? Like I'm my, I'm able to, my success right now, I feel like I'm, I'm successful. I'm really happy. Like I have a good group of friends to hang out with. They're always supportive of me. My family's pretty supportive of me. I have a good relationship with my parents, my, my brother. Um, let's see what else I have. I'm doing good at my job. I recently got promoted too. you know, um, my job is chill. What else? So I, I hear these common themes from you of family relationships with others and then work. Those are, those are some big, big things for you, I assume. Right. Cause that's like, that just takes up like most of my time, you know? And then another success, another thing that I find successful is like being able to find time to just do leisure things. Like whether it be like, um, exercising, which I'm doing a lot now. Health. But, yeah. Health, health conscious. I am also, Playing a lot of Dota, <laughs> a little bit too much to be honest. So here we're we're kind of getting into this other topic that I want to cover oh, yeah. and how I want to think about it or how I want you you, you think about. It. I'm gonna kind of project my own beliefs. So take this with a grain of salt. Take this with a little bit of separation. But think of these things in buckets. 
think of these things in big buckets. And even if something within a bucket, so if the big bucket is health, for example, for you, and you may have some ideas of physical health, you may have some ideas of mental health, spiritual health, or whatever, and there's smaller buckets in there, but your overall success is driven by the big, the big bucket. And then you in your head can know what you gravitate towards and what really will drive you more. But rather than just solely focus in on the small things, right? Bring it to relationships, family, friends, etc. But if you say in your head, oh, only family relationships bring me success, only that I care about. Well, then you're leaving out another piece of your life. You might be able to say this part of the bucket, the family weighs more to me than the friends aspect of things. But if what it truly is is a process and the process is working with other people then that's the whole big bucket right working with other people developing the relationships rather than trying to solely focus it in on something very small which can be the biggest driver of that bucket but just to understand that there is a reason to look at it from a higher point of view when you're thinking about success Mm. yeah so i mean i i like to see it as like categories it just helps me visualize it better. But, you know, anytime, anytime I feel like anything brings me discomfort or like unhappiness is when I realize like this is not like successful for me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Not, it's not leading. I, I guess not successful is not the right word, but like it's not leading me towards success in this category or bucket, however you want to perceive it. Okay. And that, that brings me to like a question that was kind of like re-asked a few times to me. And it, the question, you know, in very broad terms quote unquote is how, how do you tell if you like something or how do you tell if it is successful to you how do you know what your purpose is kind of this this big concept thing where it's a real feel game and i think you described it very well you hit the nail on the head negative energy something that feels bad versus something that feels good and the things that will lead you to your true success over time is moving towards the things that feel good in your in your terminology the categories the categories that feel feel good and we can't be talking about instant gratification like you know drinking alcohol or nothing like that but uh, if we're talking about um, things that will really build your life the habits the health the working out etc these things that feel good is what gravitating towards will lead you to more successful time and then like you said the categories that have the bad feel the negative energy they really draw you away from your successful life. Right. But I actually kind of want to like draw back on what I just said because sometimes you do need to find discomfort to be able to achieve that success too. Oh, right? indeed. Don't you agree? Indeed. That yeah. stay, staying out, stay out of the autonomous phase. Yeah. Did so, I say that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> My yeah. brother always makes fun of me for <laughs> not saying that Getting right. out of like the status quo, you know? Getting out of your comfort zone. So I guess I should rephrase what I said. Like if any... Not discomfort, but if it doesn't make me happy... Hmm... Actually, I don't know because you know sometimes if people are chasing, um, I don't know well, career growth. I don't know. Let, 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 let me take a step back. That step back there and ask you a question though. When you say something makes you uncomfortable, that's a moment. But are you are you looking at the whole process? Or are you looking through through the the lens of over time? So if if the confrontation that you have to have with talking to your boss, that's a moment of discomfort that's going to push you in the right direction. We're not judging ourselves by the moment. We're judging ourselves by the process. By the whole process, like the long process, right? Correct, correct. Okay, got you. Yeah, then. The discomfort of the 50th push-up you might do right. may be discomforting, but the whole process right, of exactly. working out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The whole process is for, it's for a greater good. Correct. Right? Like, yeah, working out is a perfect example. A lot of people don't like to work out because 
you know, it's boring. It's 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 painful. It's um, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> but in the end, like you know, it's 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 better for the longevity of your health, to be honest. Any any other thoughts or questions on uh I mean, I guess one more thing is like how do you how do you hold yourself accountable? Do we, oh. we, we tackle that yet? Oh, you want to you hold yourself accountable to like doing this. Gotcha. So that 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 translates perfectly into this idea of having successful habits. And to have successful habits, to hold yourself accountable, there's the two schools of thought and I'll let you decide where we, we're going to start with this but the two schools of thought of how to hold yourself accountable is one is your direct environment your physical environment where you sleep where you work everything like that and the second is other people your social environment where, where do you want to start um let's start with um physical physical environment okay so let's kind of define first the physical environment and then let's kind of go into a little bit of the why so we define our physical environment as anywhere that we spend our life so most specifically probably universal to everyone is somewhere where you live so somewhere where you sleep wake up eat that kind of situation your other physical environments may be if you work separately from your home like a work environment so these physical places where you spend time and quote unquote get productive or just make progress in your life, that is your physical environment. And the real why behind why this impacts you is because in your physical environment is where triggers will happen. So you're, we're, we're sensory creatures. So what we see, smell, hear, feel, all of the senses, that triggers a response in our brain to do something. So if you put your hand down on something that's really hot, your automatic reaction is to pull away and that becomes an automatic process and that's what a habit does it becomes an easier process for your brain to take in so putting your hand on something hot that triggers your body to feel something hot and then the habit is you pull it away so then we can bring it specifically to habits then if you have a chaotic environment with nothing around you for structure then your whole life is kind of based around whatever's going to happen next, whatever's going to trigger you next. If you stub your toe as you're walking through the door versus um, seeing a big pile of junk on the floor versus if you were to have a good environment where you walk out of your room and the first thing you see is maybe, say, the goals that you wanted to accomplish for, for the day, that's a good piece of the environment. So everything that you're seeing, feeling cons consistently, your physical environment, that is one way to make yourself successful. So if I had a direct recommendation of what to do to change your environments. I would say just change one thing in your environment for the thing that you want to be successful at. So if you want to be successful at working out, for example, then position yourself for the success. So make sure you have your workout clothes and whatever you need so that maybe if you wanted to do it when you wake up, it's like the first thing you see is, is all of your workout clothes like as soon as you leave the door or you put your workout clothes like in the way of getting to where you need to go so that you're literally telling yourself if you're stepping over these workout clothes i really don't care about this habit versus i just forgot about it right and just bouncing off of that like one way i because i wasn't that avid of a workout person you know okay i mean yeah, I, yeah. I played basketball consistently but like that was like really my only form of exercising but once quarantine started of course that made me explore other options since they closed down all the basketball courts um 
So I started running. But then what really got me into a good habit of exercising was actually this. The trigger was actually my Apple Watch. So just owning this is like it really helps me track my calories, my my exercise, and then also the ability to compete with other people and see how other people. And like I have a really competitive nature, so when I see when I want when I see like other people like um, exercising more than me, I'm like, dude, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like, why am I just sitting here just not doing jack shit when I could be like out there like getting fit, you know? Because I was beginning quarantine, I was not happy with like the way I looked. I was pretty chubby, you know. And now like I'm like slowed down a little bit, but I still have a lot more to go. Damn, you, you said a lot there, and that that's a lot to unpack, and that's a very great description of something that's in your environment is, is your watch because that was physically on you at all times, so you could literally feel it on you, and then it has the exactly. visual cues as well with, like you said, the, the ability to track it, and then you're, you kind of gamified it for yourself, right? You added a layer of, of making it fun. Yeah, exactly. Into it. And making it fun, making it competitive. But yeah. Yeah, and um, I guess before we go to the social aspect of the environment, I just want to reemphasize maybe one more thought on the physical environment. So you can do anything in the power of your habit to facilitate a good habit. And what I mean by that is what you want to do for that is you want to empower yourself the ability to do that. So make it as easy as possible, make it obvious, make it satisfying, whatever suits floats your boat, you want to facilitate your good habits by doing stuff like that. So like I said, making it obvious is if you put out your workout clothes next to the door, that makes it obvious. Make it make it easy rather than hard. So whatever you want to do, you make it easy. So if you have a cabinet full of stuff and you're trying to be healthy, you put the healthy snacks in front and then the the dis- not disgusting snacks. I don't <laughs> I don't want to use that word, but the unhealthy snacks behind it so that whatever is easiest to do, you're more likely to do. So you're more likely to grab the healthy snack and then vice versa for the habits that you want to stop. We all have habits we want to stop. You make it difficult and you make it not obvious. You make it almost impossible to do so then an analogy for that is okay i check my phone too much before i go to sleep so to solve that instead of plugging my phone in next to my bed i'll plug it in across the room so that once i lay on my bed it's difficult for me to go back and get it or if i watch too much tv when I, once i'm done with it i am i unplug the tv and i pull out the remotes and there's a huge list of these that you could go find you know there's all these gurus about like maybe ways to help but that's kind of like the gist of it is you make your good habits as easy as possible to do so like literally if you don't do it you're just you're just not into that habit you're not motivated to do it and the bad habits you make impossible and difficult i see I'm just trying to think about like how I keep consistent habits, but it's it's like I don't even know how to like actually like explain it. <laughs> Did you see that thing on habit stacking? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. No. So, to reference, I think it's podcast number one. It's a it's a topic called habit stacking, and to be consistent and make it as easy as like like I just said, make it as easy as possible on you. You stack it with the habit that you 100% do every day. So typical examples that are universal to everybody is you wake up, you do some type of hygiene in the morning, either use the bathroom, take a shower, whatever combination of that. You're going to 
either eat or drink something and if you don't please start at least drinking a glass of water in the morning but you do you do something in the morning of those common common things in the afternoon you know not everybody eats lunch but that's a typical one too and in the evenings is typically a very similar thing to the morning where it's you're going to either eat drink something a combination of hygiene and preparation for bed so there's these things that happen every single day Okay, and now let's let's just use one example. Let's say that every morning you wake up and you drink a glass of water or a glass of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever. You do that every single morning. And so how to make it consistent is you stack whatever habit you want before that. And say it's working out. You don't set expectations on yourself that you're gonna work out for an hour every day, but you set it small. You set that you're gonna do five push-ups, and then you do the five push-ups and typically if you start, you're going to do a little bit more, but you set these low expectations and then you do it every day. So then you pair it with the thing you do every day, which was the cup of tea or the cup of water, right? And you do this over periods of time and that's the trigger. That's the thing to remind you to do the, the habit. Right. And like working out, I feel like sometimes when you just wake up, you're like so tired, you're not really in the mood of workout. But once you do like, you know, a couple Maybe like yeah, what you're saying, like five, ten push-ups. Then you start getting like pumped up. Yeah. Your adrenaline starts pumping. You, your body starts flowing. Pumped, man. <laughs> then you're ready to go. You know, so just about getting, just having the motivation to just, just start is the biggest thing. That's another thing we need to talk about. Is like, how to like just, you know, you know you can do it, but what's what's the way, best way to get it? Like start, you know, just to start doing it. But also before that, this is a daily reminder to drink water if you didn't drink water yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, water's water's good for you. It's easy to forget about it. So, I guess what there's a lot to unpack there. I guess your 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 main question was how to have have the motivation to kind of just start. Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing is like you know oh, I'm too lazy right now. Like I'll, I'll do it later, or like oh like I want to I want to do it, but like I'm not really in the mood. How do you get yourself in the mood? How do you how do you yeah how do you motivate yourself to to want to do it? So this is where I I want to make it. Really, really poor. Ooh, you brought up a very good point. So a lot of typical habit implementation techniques that you may see online. You may see these 21-day challenges. Oh, implement any habit you want. If this is something you truly care about, you're going to do it for the rest of your life or close, damn near close to it. You're going to do it for a year. You're going to do it for multiple years. It's going to become who you are. So we should not be thinking that oh, let's just put our hands together and say that we're going to develop this habit in 21 days because that's what every guru and person says that you can do. Understand that there's going to be ebbs and flow of your motivation. There's going to be weeks that you can be like, yes, I'm going to do this every single day. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to get elite wins every single day. But then there's weeks in your life where something tragic may happen or something bad may happen at work. Things that work against you and pull your energy away. And now you're left with below average motivation and if you're relying solely on the idea to motivate yourself to do a habit then you're already working an uphill battle relying strictly on the motivation so this is where these this idea of habit stacking comes really 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 important into play is because once you put it in front of something that you say you're going to do you already quote unquote boom you know you know that you're supposed to do this and then if you start with these habits that you know are not consistent at first and you start with these lower expectations then you're just telling yourself and reinforcing the identity and going through the ebbs and flows of the motivation that 
it's okay to have a day or two where you only do the 10 pushups or you only do the 20 but it's we're doing we're doing this for the rest of our life so in the grand scheme of things that one day as long it doesn't really matter but what happens is is once we lose that motivation and we skip that day then it's easy to say oh i'll just skip the next day or next week oh something else bad happened in my life so i skip it but if you keep this trigger as a reminder and then you keep the expectation low then it's easier to become consistent secondly and this is where the habit stack is really really powerful is that original habit is used as a reward to crystallize this new habit into reality so the first habit of drinking coffee that's something that may satisfy you as a person drinking that first glass of water in the morning that may satisfy you as a person right we have a good feeling associated with this habit already this is crystallized in our life now we're trying to implement something new and then once you finish the new task you're rewarding yourself with the old thing so now your brain associates this new habit as something good because it gets a reward with it so now then even through the dark and tough times even if you're only able to do 10 or 20 push-ups and then you reward yourself that habit loop is still reinforced right um i guess this is like let's just say like there's listeners out there that um you know they have good habits they they want to pursue right but they don't have it in their daily routine right now how do they get started with that gotcha so again start small and i understand that we may have like a bucket of habits or pool of habits that we all want to do just to you know name some off the top of the head maybe working out maybe journaling maybe meditation maybe a hobby maybe picking up music whatever it may be we have all of these things that we want to do and we're just not quite sure how to do it i would suggest using whatever you can do based on your current life situation Right. We all have different lives. So I can't specifically say for everyone, it has to be a morning stack because maybe it's impossible. Maybe you're going to work at 3 a.m. or something like that. And maybe it's impossible, but see where it fits into your life and then develop that habit stack. And and this is where it's super powerful. It's why it's so one of the most powerful things. And I keep preaching it is because you start with that cup of coffee and whatever time you have allowed on it, you play with it. So say that you're only allowed to do a 30 minute routine in the morning. That's all you have right now. And, but you're comfortable with that. So you start with one habit and you layer it in there. So if it took you 30 minutes to normally eat your breakfast and do whatever you do, you take the five minutes off the breakfast to implement the working out. So it's like a 25, five balance. And you're doing this over and over again. You know, if you really want this, you'll probably be able to wake up 10 minutes earlier or find some other time. But let's just keep it in this 30-minute block just for simplicity's sake of everyone's life. Once you want to start implementing new habits, you need to already have this as a stack. So the, the working out plus the coffee, this is now a stack. You've done this for a month, and this is something that you are comfortable with now. What you then do is then you add on the next one before working out. So it, it becomes a, a like a conditional statement, and it basically becomes when I wake up, I'm going to work out after I work out. I'm going to drink the coffee. Okay. This is the habit stack. When I wake up, I'm going to journal after I journal, I work out after I work out, I do the coffee. So it becomes this bigger and bigger stack and you can play with the time, right? If you only have the 30 minutes to, to do it and then you build up that 30 minute habit of working out, then you layer it in. Okay. Maybe I can do five minutes of, of journaling plus the working out. Okay. Now I'm going to do five minutes of meditation 
plus five minutes of journaling plus the working out and you and you stack them on slowly you don't do all 20 at the same time eventually you get to where you want to get but you start with adding one habit at a time for a few weeks yeah that's what i was trying to say too don't i know you like some some people will just have like multiple things uh, on their mind like right away like for me um three good habits i wanted to do this quarantine oh that's another thing like i feel like this quarantine is like the best time to be able to pursue this because now you have more time than ever you you're canceling out your commute to work you're at home all day, so like this is a perfect time for you to like develop these good habits that you've always wanted to have like in the back of your head. But back to but I digress. Like back to what I was saying is um you want to do it like one at a time, right? Like for example, I was overwhelming myself. There's only so much time in one day. Yep. And like you can't do all, everything that you want in one day. Let's be honest. And that's what you got to do. You got to prioritize, right? So just figure out what you want to do first, and then like allocate your time properly. You know. So what I was thinking is like you know five days a week work work um i mean of course like i want to work out like six seven days a week but like five days a week you do this you know one good day you do um let's just say one day a week for me what what i find like effective is like what i spend one day a week as a productive day and that's today for me you know like whether it be and like on that productive day i base it like on priority what do i really want to do first and foremost so like first like for today work out second was doing this podcast with you right three would be like next next after this i'm probably gonna either work on my app or um, um, help my sister with her um, resume building and stuff like that. But then see, like that already ends up like killing the rest of my day. So then like next time, what I would want to do next week is like, you know, I, I still have my keyboard. Like, well, I, I feel like what you were mentioning earlier too is really, um, would have really helped me a lot. If I had my keyboard and my table would be able to be like fit right here, then my keyboard is always in front of me, then I would, for sure would be like playing around with it more. But the fact that I don't have that table space, I feel like, you know, the, the, the trouble of having to, like, connect it and do that, it kind of, like, holds me back, you know? And then also, like, reading is, like, something, like, I've, like, totally pushed to the side. I've, I've deprioritized, but I eventually want to get to. But it's just, like, all about allocating time. Yeah, so you can totally see there how making it easy versus making it hard. This is something you want to do, but it's hard to set up. Mm-hmm. So we're basically in this, in this space where he's not able to have his keyboard set up at all times and he has to bring it out and break it down and so that is difficult so it's hard to implement that habit versus if it was just set up and you know as easy as term as possible between him and and his desk and he had to move it to get it out of the way to use his desk then he's more likely to even play for like four minutes before he moves his keyboard exactly yeah so it's all about placement physical placement and yeah physical triggers exactly physical triggers yeah and so now any other questions on physical triggers or should we talk a little bit about the social triggers i mean this is where we could kind of like flow it in because like physical triggers could be like the people you surround yourself with which is like the physical environment as well right or no so yes and that is also why this half of it actually in my opinion this again take this with a grain of salt this is my belief but people play the bigger impact in your environment and exactly why you said it because they as a person have the ability to make an influence on you so let's let's dissect this into two two parts and one is the fact like you said that they can literally like poke you on the shoulder and be like hey let's go work out so that's that is a physical aspect of the social accountability right the second one is is a lot to do with in your head 
and forward thinking. So what I mean by that is social accountability is huge because you have the ability to think together with somebody else. So what I mean by that is then once I say to to Jason, once I say to him, hey, I think I want to make working out a habit of mine. He then as a person is thinking about that. And now we have this connection on it. So he knows and I know that we're both along the same goal. And if he's a good person, he's going to want me to succeed with this habit. So he will be quote unquote, either setting goals or times or whatever to, to talk about this with me. And then now for me, I have someone that I could, I could talk to and forward think about it. Not only do I know that he, he will be there with me and help me physically trigger my, my habits, but mentally I know like, okay, somebody else is going to work with me on this. Right. So I have some type of social accountability. Yeah. And I, I feel like this has, this is a huge aspect for me. Like this goes back to thing. It varies person to person, but social influence is a huge thing for me. Like if I'm surrounded with myself with the, like a certain type of energy, people like to do certain things and I'm going to be keep doing that, you know? But if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who want to achieve the same goals as you, then it hell I mean, that, that's exactly like habits. People have habits that are similar to yours. Some people do, some people don't, you know? And then sometimes you got to realize like if like, for example, like my friends that like to drink, like, two times a weekend <laughs> you know that's a bad habit which is a good habit at first for me because i was having a lot of fun but then like like w- what happens is like you drink right you get hella hung over the next day and you're just so unproductive the next day you just feel like shit you don't want to do anything you're just laying in bed just dying <laughs> and like you just waste away a whole next day you know what you got to realize that, that of course is like a salt thing that you got to change yourself but at the same time like you've got to realize like yeah you got to distance yourself away from like that kind of energy if you want to be if you're really serious about getting productive and like getting things accomplished and then surrounding yourself with people who are like you know hey let's go for a bike ride let's let's do a beach workout let's go um let's go work on this app stuff like that like that just like i mean you, you it depends on what you find i mean if you like to drink then you you do you you know i'm not <laughs> i'm not judging just a little bit but but like you know, you know what i mean though like it's just like you just you become who you surround yourself with you know what i mean and especially if you're like an easily influenced person like like myself for example so if you if you realize that you yourself is like one of those people that can fall into peer pressure really easily, then you want you want to be really wary about your surroundings and what you want to do. You got to realize the you got to recognize like what you're doing right now. Does it align with what you're trying to do? You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Alignment, alignment, and <laughs> didn't you say? I'm very cutthroat with who I surround myself with or who I spend my time with. I mean, with. yeah, at one point I was like, you know what? Like, these people bring like really bad energy. They're like, they don't really, um, there's no mutual benefit from here, you know? Like, they're just in my life because they're friends with my friends. But like, in the end, like, they bring me, like, they piss me off more than they actually bring me happiness. Like, people that are like really cheap towards you or like, they just like really shady. They don't respect your time. They're always like flaky. They're always like lagging, stuff like that. It's like, little things just stack up. And like they just you know just bad energy and like i mean i just i've this year or like this past year i've like tried to cut off those kind of people from my life this is this is gonna be a random question and may, maybe you know some of these people are thinking the same thing but like let's think about this why why do we keep this bad energy around us for so long why are we why are we okay with with, with that happening like why, why do you think so many people like say they want to do do something you know cut the person out of their life but they can't 
All right. Well, for one, people just love drama. <laughs> you know? They love that, that toxic energy is just like attractive for some people. It just like it just brings like, exciting times, I guess. But like also because it's just like hard to do, escape that. You know what I mean? Like you're just like so accustomed to this. It's like a you're you're just used to this. So then like to have that absence in your life is kind of like, damn. Like can I really adjust to it? Absence. Yeah. There you go. That's a good and word. And then also, it's just like what I was saying earlier. Like. These people are just around because they're friends with the friends. So every time you invite your friend, they'll come out too. And like, I mean, I'm just not like, I mean, I I have tried to like tell them to change like the things that piss piss me off about them. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like, depends on it. It ultimately falls on them. Some people are like, I tell them like, yeah, this is wrong, but they're so hard headed, and like they just, they're just, they were raised to believe that this was right for them. You know what I mean? That the the thing that they're doing、mm. is right, but then. In reality, like not a lot of people are of、uh, like really like supportive or like approving of their actions, per se. Gotcha. And I just wanna I wanna tie in one thought, and this is personally for me kind of like why I was having a hard time like letting go for a while, and I didn't un- really understand this about myself, and maybe this can apply to other people too. But I was having this idea that because I've spent so much time with these people, I've invested my efforts. Oh yeah, that's 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 one thing for sure too. Like, right. You, you you invest in these people, and then you you really believe that they could change for the better. But then they, time and time again, they just let you down. Yeah, and what I really want to bring up here is we we emotionally tie ourselves down. Two things from the past, so we have these instances of positive and negative emotions on a ro- roller coaster of emotions, and we tie ourselves down to the past, be to these instances. And specifically, if we're talking about the negative people, we may have tied ourselves down to all this effort that we put in as a positive reinforcement that this relationship is worth fighting for. You know, like let's just dig deep and we can just like figure this out, but. We're tying ourselves down to a belief, and now we're guarding ourselves against the new, the current stimulus that are coming in. So these people are now doing something that is affecting you, and we have built this idea that we think will protect us. And I, I actually re reread a journal on this recently that I, I actually wrote that we build an identity that we think will protect us, our beliefs that actually are protect us. But really, they imprison you because once this idea comes and penetrates, you know this this person does something bad again. Now it's just all this bottled up energy, and you have this idea like, oh well, I need to hold on to this relationship because I put so much effort into it. Yet it's causing you all this stress. Right. Exactly. And at one point, you just gotta realize like it's not worth fighting for, and you kind of just you're you're creating like this mirage or like this, this a mirage. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like this.、Um, Make believe like fantasy, where like yeah, this is the idea of this image that you built inside your head, but in reality, this is not who they truly are. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when when it doesn't come to to what it's supposed to be, like what it's supposed to be in your head, that's when all this like anxiety and and everything comes up because we think it's supposed to go a certain way, and it and it doesn't, and now we're we're resisting all this emotion. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we kind of went off topic there. <laughs> it's alright. We went off a tangent. It, it, it's it's, like, it's. I guess a, that kind of ties into like just bad habits, though. At the end, you know. 
yeah and it, it's a, another you know again how, how the like social idea influences your idea of success you think you may build your identity around this relationship that you you think is supposed to be successful you you build this idea that if you nurture this relationship that it it's supposed to be successful but are you doing it because you want to or because in your head you think by doing this you're going to be a good person right exactly and you kind of got a different um filter it out and see what's what's real and what's not yep yeah and that's that's why a uh, character is important mm-hmm yeah, I mean, looks like we hit every point. We actually went into like all three topics. Right? <laughs> that was pretty like, good flow. Pretty good like, flow. That was actually like almost an hour, right? How long is that? About forty-eight minutes. Yeah, so that was pretty good. I mean, is there anything else you want to add in before? Yeah, if I if I were to sum, I know <laughs> we we did a a lot of rambling, right? So yeah. if I were to like sum this up, if I were to sum this up and the most easiest way possible to get from a to b right the whole idea was success we talked a lot about habits good and bad habits we talked about social influence and talked a little bit about how to make successful habits so to really really tie this all together okay ryan you just talked a bunch of shit you know a bunch of stuff came out of your ass like (laughs) how do i implement this in my life this is what i suggest to you i suggest understanding yourself and what i mean by that is list out all the feelings that you attribute to success okay and then list out the things the physical actions that bring you joy a huge list of of everything and figure out what to you is the best feeling of success whether it be happiness content fulfillment so narrow it down to what you define that feeling of success is and then narrow down however best you can into this to the smallest amount of buckets of of actionable things to do and so i recommend no more than four and for me here's here's how it goes right my success is determined by my happiness so happiness for me is is the feeling and it's driven by time spent on one ensuring i'm making decision by my best character so character development two nurturing my relationships three progressing my health and four bringing an impact to the community so it's clear clearly defined and then so you have this clearly defined and then from there it, to tie in the habits is how do you make a habit out of these these things relationships are you walking by the person who looks like ha- they're having a bad day in the supermarket or can you start to, tr- to trigger a habit of reaching out to the, the people if this is really that important to you then you fucking should be doing it anyways you should be trying to do people but then once you try it, you know, and if it doesn't suit with you, then that's when you'll kind of understand and clarify success over time is then the ability to to see what you like and don't like over the course of time. And that's why I want to bring it back to that process idea rather than just a goal. Right. So to go off of that, like, I guess, so yours was just like health, impacted community, stuff like that everyone else is going to be different you know yep, you can, of course you can you can base it off of like you can go broad you can go specific whatever makes you feel comfortable you know what i mean but like start somewhere just start like 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 uh, we were saying before like habit stacking like once you pick up one good habit and you you're successful at this completing this good habit like wow okay that wasn't really that hard and then you go on you're like okay if i can do this habit then what why can i do more you know so like for example for me what i was able to do is like 
first like I used to smoke cigarettes for like four, five, six years, and then I quit. You know, and then I was like, all right, if I can quit cigarettes, and people are saying this is so addictive, a lot of people it's so hard to quit cigarettes. It's hard. And, yeah, and then if I can do that, why can't I do so many other things? You know what I mean? Like, I'm drinking. I mean, I haven't quit drinking, but I don't. It's, drink. it's a lot better. Yeah, I <laughs> don't drink better. as much as I did before. For for example, but I'm saying like it's just about like just start off with one good habit. Once you realize that it's really not that hard. If you once you realize you can do one good habit, then the possibilities are endless. Indeed. Indeed. Habits drive success. The habits are the behaviors. Indubitably. <laughs> if you don't know, that's a inside joke Jason and I have. But yeah, that, that this was this was really good. Uh felt felt good. Um so definitely probably we'll have Jason back on this podcast. Again, um I have a template to break down success if that interests you email me at info at ryanmorimoto.com and i will get you the template uh check the rest of these episodes of the podcast out i have a really good episode episode one for breaking down habit stacking and pass it off to jason just to say if he has anything less on his mind but otherwise thanks a lot for coming jason yeah dude i appreciate you having me it was actually uh really fun talking about this stuff conversation was flowing um it's a good experience. Learned a lot of stuff. And I feel like you do really help with. Um, I was just like thinking about it, like partway through, like the podcast. I was like, damn, actually, Ryan was like the main reason that, like, like when I was thinking, like, you know, like I, you helped me quit, like, like limit the amount of times I drink, right? Yeah. So like I limited it to like you know maybe like once or twice a month now. But I feel like quarantine does help with that. <laughs> you know, like you don't have um, peer pressures coming in. Like, oh, let's go to this bar. Let's go to that bar. Let's go drink over here. You know, so that's that's kind of eliminated. But nonetheless, though, like I, I just feel like it, it's about like the habit stacking and just getting one down, two, three, yep. and then you're like, well, you know, like feel so much better now. You <laughs> know, <laughs> see, you feel yeah, that's exactly. that's success. You feel it's the feeling. All right. Uh, anyways, thanks for coming. This was episode four, and uh, we'll definitely get together again soon.